Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome into a special. Uh, I don't want to say Broncos Europe because it's not just Broncos Europe. It's special. We got Broncos Europe. We got Arrowheads abroad. Uh, a special ahead of today's game, the Broncos and the Chiefs. Obviously, the biggest AFC West battle of the year, as far as me and Colin were concerned. But I think these gentlemen on to the side of us might have a different opinion. First of all, join my column, join with Duncan from Our Heads Abroad, and also you might recognize him, Brad, who is better known as the Brit Chief. He's a very, uh, very passionate fan on Twitter. So, lads, welcome in. It's uh, look, you, do you know what? Rivalry aside, it's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you in. That's Thank great to be Thanks for having us on. Of course, and Colm, I think we can take our, you know, be man about this. We can congratulate these young men on uh, obviously a Super Bowl championship in February when the world was normal, <laughs> and we could actually go to games. And yeah, yeah. One, I mean, look, the undoubtedly the the best team in the league last year, but the you know the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and then we've all seen what's happened since. Are the two connected? Who knows? <laughs> we broke the world. <laughs> we broke the world. Oh, yeah. I have to say, I've got a. I'm not gonna lie, like I've got a bit of a soft spot, lads, for for Andy Reid. But we'll we'll definitely talk about that in a bit. Uh, Brad, I want to. Well, first of all, Duncan, were you in Miami in February? Because I don't want to leave you out of this conversation. Yes, no, I went across with, with Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, happy all there, yeah. So, lads, obviously, Brad, we, we we spoke off camera. You famously won two tickets to Miami. So, how, how was that whole experience for you? Like, <laughs> obviously, landing over there and being like, well, I mean, it, it was just, it was. Definitely something like somebody was either smiling down on us or watching us or something like that because it was it just felt weird because you know there was about six of us flew out wasn't there Duncan and um, we all had this pact that if there was ever you know a ticket landed on our lap you just take it and leave the lads alone you know it wasn't like you know we're all in it together kind of thing um, and uh, we never actually thought that any of us would get anything like that you know two free tickets was uh, was unreal but. It was. It all came about because um, it was Tom and I. Uh, Tom, who was who was actually with Arrowhead Pride now. Uh, he's left Arrowheads abroad now, hasn't he? He's left it to you, Duncan. Uh, Johnny Big Balls, yeah. Great <laughs> <Right> there. <laughs> yeah. no, he's doing good things as Tom. And uh, basically, um, what it was, we just won a radio station. Um, uh, it was like a Twitter competition. You just had to nominate who you would actually take with you to the Super Bowl if you got a chance, and which which Coca Cola product you were you was your favourite. Um, and we just did it, I think it was about two weeks before the Super Bowl or something like that, or a week before it might have been. Um, and luckily enough, uh, we managed to get two tickets out of that. So we were very, very fortunate. I mean, I don't think I'll ever be as lucky like that again. Um, it was Tom, actually, who won the tickets. And um, he, obviously, because he had my name on the on the tweet, he had to take me anyway. So he couldn't take anybody else. <laughs> Oh man, uh, the 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 vlog itself. I don't know if you've seen it, Colin, but the vlog of your trip was was to be honest, like again, rivalry side was was pretty cool to watch. So that's that's an incredible experience, Duncan. I'm sure you still enjoyed Miami, though, all the same. Obviously, a great city, and even from sitting here in Ireland, it looked nuts that whole week. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, to think back now, kind of the the notion that you can at, at two weeks' notice book a trip to go abroad anywhere is just feels. <laughs> Just, just as incredible anyway, uh, you know, and then I actually watched the, the championship game in the pub um, and because we'd all been chatting, obviously, beforehand. So we'd seen places of fights kind of going up as you get closer and closer. And so we were all booking as soon as the game was finished because no one had the bottle to book, even though we were home and hose, no one had the bottle to book until we'd actually come off the field. So I was six maybe eight, maybe more pints deep at that point. So booking the flights <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> got home. The first thing I had to do was check that I got the right thing booked uh, for a start. You know, kind of the whole the whole experience is very surreal. But being there was was, was awesome, really awesome. We did we did the like the fan experience, which is just like amazing. yeah, yeah like um I guess like Disney World for for football fans really. Um really you know there's really yeah they're they're filming good morning football Got the flags, you know, our flags in the background. Yeah, you could um, see as we were holding oh, these yeah. flags up in the background of Good Morning Football and everything. And you could see, like, obviously the um, the, the crew, the TV crew, were going, who's that lot behind, you know? <laughs> the Scottish <laughs> flag, there's a British flag, there's a Germany flag and everything, wasn't there? Yeah, we bumped into our like, members that we've never actually met in person, just wandering randomly down the beach, um, <laughs> the, the beachfront. Uh, and then uh, to, to watch the game, we just... Um, 
Well, we kind of lucked out on this uh, this bar on the on the beachfront, which was um, just set up as a chief's bar. Uh, they had like um, we got there uh, well a, a tailgating length of time, I don't know, three, four, five hours, whatever, before kickoff. Um, they had a bar, they had dancers on the stage, DJ. Um, I was I I don't think I'll ever do anything quite like that again. It was it was it was pretty special. Duncan, with the greatest respect to both of you lads, I hope you never have to do anything like that ever again. We will see. Colin, hopefully that doesn't happen, but sure, if it doesn't happen, sure, there's there's a couple of other, at least at least one more team in in, in that division that uh, can hopefully give them a scalping. Colin, I you've obviously, I don't know if you guys know, but Colin's been a fan of the NFL for what over 20 years, around around that, 20, 30 years. What's your opinion, Colin, on the Chiefs? Because obviously they've they've really come into it now. And I guess you growing up being a fan in the 90s. Uh, early 2000s and now obviously seeing pure pandemonium happen in the West, it's it's heartbreaking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what's interesting about the the rivalry is how the kind of pendulum has swung in over the years. So at the at the beginning, at the outset, like the Chiefs absolutely used to batter us like I think it was 25-2 at one point um, and then the 70s and the 80s rolled around um, and What's been interesting, though, is in the in the 90s and and now, um, though, obviously things haven't been going so well for us, but it has been the Broncos and the Chiefs who have been kind of splitting the division. So when the, the Broncos have been on the up or when when the Chiefs have been on the up, um, I've. I've seen uh, a couple of years ago, I was over for the, the overtime loss when uh, Benny Fowler messed it up with a, a huge drop. Um, I, look, there's no getting away. They're, they're an outstanding football team currently, and they have a, a really brilliant offensive mind in, in Andy Reid, and he has really brought the best out in... Patrick Mahomes and I suppose I'd be interested in in hearing from both you lads because we we we've seen what Mahomes has done in his time in the league but like honestly when he was I mean okay his draft stock was rising when coming up to the draft but no one foresaw this what were your thoughts and opinions when when you did take him in the draft <laughs> I've got a bit of a funny story about that because uh, I was actually with um, Tom and Dave from Arrowheads Abroad at the time um, and we were watching the draft together and um, both of them were saying, you know, it was the, the, when the Chiefs moved up in the draft, uh, both of them actually said, we're getting Mahomes. And I was like, no, nah, we're getting this linebacker. Uh, what's his face? Uh, I forgot what his name was now, but um, no, nah, no, nah, we're getting, was it was it Forster? Might have been Forster. Um and I said, no, 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 we're getting him. I was adamant that we were getting him. And then as soon as they mentioned Patrick Mahomes, I jumped up. I was going, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it was certainly something that was needed at the Chiefs because we hadn't obviously picked up a quarterback since, what was it, 20-odd years prior to that, you know, in the first round. Um, and to, to finally get, franchise quarterback who we knew he had something about him um, because we obviously knew that uh, the Chiefs were um, talking about how they were talking about him, especially with Brett Veach afterwards saying that, you know, this is the guy I really wanted. I've been watching him for years, you know. Um, and it, it it almost felt as though he, he was a right fit. You know, you don't normally get that in the draft, in, in many of the drafts, do you, where you think, yeah, that that's definitely what we need. But that's definitely what we needed, especially even though Alex Smith had an absolutely outstanding year. Um, and even another outstanding year in, in Mahomes' first season, you know, we still knew that it was going to be Mahomes' time and this 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 kid's going to take us on to the next level. And it just felt, it felt wonderful to actually have somebody that you can say that everybody's looking at in, in the league at the moment. Such a fantastic player. And it's not just what he does on the ball as well, it's what he does, like, you know, off the field as well. The things he does, how he handles himself, he just fits with the Kansas City mindset right from the off. He's just, he's an advertiser's dream. Um, the fans love him. Uh, the players, you know, the NFL seems to respect him as well. It's just, he's everything. He's, he's everything we've ever wanted and um, long may it continue. Duncan, do you agree as well? Yeah, I totally. I mean, I asked him, I didn't, 
I didn't watch it live, so I don't have the kind of instant instant reaction um, kind of story. And I guess it's really hard to not be revisionist, mm. knowing what we know now, because I find it difficult. Trubisky gets so much stick, and I don't. I mean, it's easy to to jump on the bandwagon, but no one really questioned that pick at the time. You know, yeah. I mean, um, it wasn't it wasn't considered a total reach. So it's. Uh, and you also had the fact that I really, really liked Alex Smith. Yeah. And I still do. I love Alex Smith. Um, even more so, you know, well, your respect levels go up the next level, you know, when you see what he's come back from mm. in the last couple of years. So you kind of, you don't really want to, to move on from someone that you, that you like so much. But by the mm. same token, Alex Smith is going to have a ceiling, I guess, at that point. Um he's not necessarily going to take you to the next level. Yeah. Um, and at the time, we didn't know if Mahomes could definitely do that. But I think the the, you know, the general feeling was that this this lad had something extra that perhaps not even just Alex Smith had, that perhaps not many other players in the league could have as well. I you know, have point, to... Uh, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, so, because at that point, we'd kind of... Like you see, we've got, we've got Andy Reid. So we've kind of gone from the not being very good at all to getting Andy Reid in. And it's kind of everything changes and everything's trending upwards. And it's all, you know, we're suddenly, yeah, we're, we're good now. It was the missing not, piece, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. We're knocking yeah. on the door, but you need something else. Especially you've yeah. got, I mean, in the, in the AFC, you've got, you know, you've got to get past teams like you know, the, the Patriots, obviously, you know. And it's, um, we were just never going to do that the way we were set up. So I think it's I think it's all part of a progression. It's like and he puts in the kind of foundations, and then the missing keystone is someone like Patrick Mahomes. I think Andy Reid got everything he could out of Alex Smith, um, and I, I must admit I was a bit I was a bit harsh with Alex Smith when we drafted Mahomes because I wanted Mahomes in straight away. Um, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I was, you know, I was ready for Mahomes' time right from the off. Um, he probably wasn't ready at the time, and obviously, looking back at it now, he clearly wasn't ready at the time, and he needed to sit behind Alex Smith to understand the game a little bit more and the speed of the game, um, and just understand how to handle it all. and And Alex Smith, we've got to we've got to we've got to thank him a lot, really, for what he's done. Um, you know, for for getting us literally out of the doldrums. He got he was the he's the quarterback. I've always said that Alex Smith was a quarterback that steadies the ship. And then you can build everything around Alex Smith after that. And he will do a stellar job for that. And he's done that for a lot of years with the Chiefs. And, you know, we've got it. We, we, we can't thank him enough for doing what he did during that time. And also just handling it how he did with Mahomes. You know, he, he didn't, he, I mean, you know, you hear quarterbacks in the, in the past, don't you? You hear like Brett Favre saying, I'm not going to teach this new rookie what to do. I'm just going to Joe Flacco as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Coaches—that's the coach's job. It ain't my job. He's going to try and steal my job. So, but Alex Smith, from 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 what Mahomes is saying, is you know he's he was the ever professional, and uh, you know I, I'm so glad. I'm so happy he's back in the league now as well, and he yeah. got his first game back. But what a game to get it back with Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, lad, tell you what. Brad, while you're uh, chatting here, and I'll call him, I'll come to you in a second because it goes on to our next question. Brad, you tweeted out the other day, we finally face off. Some of the replies, Colin, to this tweet, one of them said, um, dog them. Then somebody said, send them home in a body bag. To which somebody retwe- somebody replied, go and get them in the body bag. Yeah. And the Brit chief liked that. I'm only joking. But someone, someone replied, I was like, oh my God, there's such a rivalry. It's class to see the AFC West so stacked, I guess, to an extent in that sense. And it's going to have a great future. Obviously, Colin with, you know, the Raiders team in Vegas, Mahomes with the uh, the Chiefs. I'm not going to count the Chargers, Colin, because, I mean, I don't care about the Chargers. But, I mean, Colin, like, lads, Colin is all in Drew Locke. Now, I, this is why I want to talk about Drew Locke because, lads, look, let's be quite frank right now. If a kid from Missouri was the quarterback for the Chiefs, Colin, did all be raving about him, yeah? Hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, I think the thing is that, and you've outlined it there, guys. Like Mahomes came in to a setup that was already established, right? He's a brilliant offensive mind in Andy Reid. He, the foundation had been set, and 
he came into a guy in Alex Smith who immediately kind of took him under his wing. Alex Smith got where he, what his role was. And I suppose that's testament to him and to Andy Reid's handling of that situation. Drew Locke, you know, came into a situation where he's, we've had so many OCs. Uh, We had Joe Flacco, who, you know, um, despite what what was said, wasn't elite and may never have been elite. I, I would I, I would argue he never was. And if Raheem Moore, um, you know, had that ninety nine times out of hundred, Joe Flacco never wins a Super Bowl, and we don't hear about him again. But Locke comes in. I think, you know, it's questionable. I w- I wonder if Flacco isn't there. Whether Locke ends up going on. Um, IR for as long as he does last year um, I think Joe had a bit of an ego issue and you know it was to kind of reassure him that look we're going to give you every possible chance and they did and well we all saw what happened he's absolutely awful so to me Locke has I, I think the when you when you look around the the, the division and also the the AFC there, there's some really kind of up and coming kind of young QBs and it's the it's the swagger he has it's like what you're talking about with Mahomes he it's a it's a confidence without having the the arrogance um you know because these are two guys who clearly put a lot of time into studying the playbook into honing their craft and I suppose with Locke, where we would have seen it last year, was uh, at the at the end of that first game where Flacco runs by and uh, Locke slaps him on the ass as he goes by, and it was like that was the handing of the torch at at that point. Now he again had to go to and and and. I'm sure you guys were absolutely delighted with the the way in which the game in the snow last year, um, and it looks like tomorrow is going to be another one in the snow. But obviously, that was where he he struggled. But I think if you were to, I I, I don't, I'm not saying he's he's Patrick Mahomes level, um, but I think Drew Locke has has not had it easy in terms of what he's had to deal with, the injuries he's had to deal with. But I am a big believer in a QB having a huge impact and their entire presence having it. And when you talk to people at Mizzou and what he did there for their program and the way in which guys responded to him, we we probably don't yet, given the injuries, have the weapons that, um, you know, you do there and... I don't think our OC is quite what you have uh, at there uh, in Kansas. And maybe we'll, we'll come to that later on, how long you think uh, your OC stays, uh, because he's certainly a man in, in demand. But I think if you were to look at who, who the Chiefs have had to face since Peyton Manning, be it Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco... Brandon Allen, I I think oh, it, th- this is this is he he is he's the best QB you've had to face had to face since Manning certainly. Which is and I looked this up earlier one thousand eight hundred sixty five days since. Yes. <laughs> I had <laughs> hair when we won the Super Bowl. But that's no, sorry, that's that's since you last beat us. Um, oh, okay, yeah. even better. Yeah. Yeah, Even, uh, uh, well, like Duncan Brad actually said on Twitter, Agent Luck. So, do you believe? Uh, I mean, let, let's let, let's even take it down to the level. I I personally think Drew Luck has got potential. I've got. I think he's he's still a very young quarterback. Do you guys think starting even starting with you, Brad? Do you think Drew Luck is the guy to potentially maybe not lead the Broncos, but to, but to be that quarterback for the Broncos if they make a stretch at the West in the next, let's say, two or three or four seasons? I, from what I've seen of Locke, obviously Mizzou, um, he's a, he's a good player. He's a decent player. You know, he's got a good arm. Um, he's quite mobile. Um, you know, he's he's he doesn't get sacked that often. Um, and he's got that, like you said, he's kind of got that swagger about him as well. Um, you know, calling himself Darth Vader recently, which was uh, that was that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. That, but um, yeah, I mean, you know, he's a Missouri lad. Through and through, and um, you know, I think Chiefs fans give him a bit of. Um, uh, they're a bit easy on him, I think, even with even though he's actually with uh, the Broncos, because you know he does talk about being you know on the 
the side of the enemy now in the dark side and stuff at, at the Broncos. But he's taking it all in good stride, I think. He's got the right attitude, I think. Um, and it's clear that, you know, of all the teams that he didn't really want to be on, it's, it's one that's going to be in the AFC West against his uh, against the Chiefs. But I think he's a, I think he's a good player. I think he's, a, he's like you said, he's, you know, he's, he's a... Like I said, he's got a good arm, but I think the setup just needs to be tweaked a little bit more, especially with obviously, like you said, with the um, you know the offensive coordinators, um, the weapons they're probably getting around him. It's it's looking as though they're trying to give him that. Obviously, with uh, with Judy, um, you know, uh, arriving and everything, and um, is it Tim Patrick as well? Um, he seems he seems as though he's getting a good rapport with him over the last couple of games. So it's you can see. There's something there, and you know there, there is there is a bit of hope there. I think from uh, the Broncos fans that you might have this this kid around for quite a long time, where you're not chopping and changing all these older you know quarterbacks that have either you know been journeymen or they've flashed in the season, and then suddenly you know John Elway's thought, yeah, he's our guy, let's get him, and then it's absolutely been been an absolute flop. I think if you stick with him, I think if you stick with Drew Locke, I think you're going to get some uh, some mileage out of him for sure. Duncan, do you believe in Drew Locke, or do, are, are, you, are you going to be completely honest and say he's rubbish, or what? what no, no, I mean, I think, um, <laughs> well, like somebody mentioned Agent uh, Agent Locke, and I believe he, <laughs> Agent uh, Locke. Yeah. Well, I believe he's got. I don't know how. What's the delicate way of putting this? History with Gracie Hunt, I believe. Uh, yeah. I believe they've dated in the past. Uh, I don't know how it ended. I don't want to to, to comment <laughs> on. Uh, uh, only time will tell, I guess. Uh, just where his allegiances lie. But um, I think that, uh, like I said, I quite like his swagger. I like a quarterback with a little bit of attitude. Um, I saw something, I think you guys uh, tweeted out recently, uh, like he was asked, how does he wander about downtown KC? And he says he just sticks his Broncos shirt on. And and I, and I quite like that, right? Because um, what was he meant to say? No, no, out of respect for the t- team that I, my childhood team or whatever, doesn't go down well with with fans, you know. I quite like that. He's just puffed his chest out and said, "No, no, I'm, I'm here for it." Um, I guess he's got to back that up now. Um, and I get, I think that that's that there's two parts to that. And like you said, um, he's probably had a tough start. Um, uh, I guess injuries, but inju- injuries wise, I think you guys are a bit been a bit bashed up over the last. Uh, we've he's probably not. He's probably he's probably not played with all of the all the toys he's got yet. And I think that what it also takes is, like Brad said, you need to put the weapons around them and you need to have a bit of patience as well. Mm-hmm. A guy like, like Drew Locke's not Lamar Jackson, right? So he's not going to, he's not just going to stick the ball under his, under his armpit and run for 30 yards if there's nothing on. That's not his, that's not his game. And so if he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to, it doesn't really matter how good he is, how good his arm is, because you're not going to get very far. And I guess you've listed all the, um, you know, all the turnover of names that you've gone through. It's going to take a bit of patience as well. And maybe you just need to accept that there will be some misfires and some, I guess, some tougher, tougher performances to watch. You know, because you've got to, you've got to get a bit of time to, um, to learn how to play the game. Absolutely, and Colm, it's it's like being a Manchester United fan, like like, like me and you, Colm. It's it's we're 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 almost used now to just to, to disappointment, and we're we're good at patience, I think, so far. But I tell you what, we've been very Colm, we've been very pro lock, especially the last twelve months. Um, but it has been it's been a hard enough start to the season for us. Obviously, okay, I don't want to be the guy Colm that says injuries and injuries, but it's been pretty shocking. I think there was one point there the first three weeks where. There was somebody down every couple of hours in the Monday morning. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like, but uh, you're very pro Lockholm. I am because I, I we've gone through the list, and I, I think you have to give a, a young guy a try, and I think he brings you, uh, you know, just a different attitude, and I think that is a huge th- issue. And I think we talked to. My, my, we talked to Karen Mecklenburg yesterday, and I think one of the things that you saw, right, with Mahomes as well is, what's interesting, just because you weren't the number one pick, right? There were people picked ahead of Patrick Mahomes, but would, would anyone pick any of those, any anybody ahead of Patrick Mahomes right now? Transitioning to the NFL and 
playing at a consistently high level is really difficult. Attitude is a huge part of that. For me, if Drew Locke doesn't doesn't end up being the guy, it's not going to be for want of um, mental toughness. It's not going to want for preparation. He he has all those. We we just need to to give him a, a try and. You know, we he hasn't had the opportunity, I feel, to have a run with an OC to, and to actually play without injuries. I mean, the hope, I suppose, is that the rest of this season he stays upright and uh, you can actually see what you have because you, you do. It, need, it needs time. I mean... The, we we talked we talked about the, the Patrick Mahomes and having that time. So for me, um, hopefully we have some players coming back uh, for the game, um, and it looks like Locke's going to have more weapons today, and that um, the Chiefs are actually going to to face a, a Broncos offense that probably is a little bit more dynamic, not at full strength, because still without um, Sutton, but um, certainly more dynamic than I think they will have faced um you know in three or four years absolutely lads and obviously a massive game today broncos chiefs 825 because the clocks have went back thank god like i don't have to go to work on monday lads but that is just beautiful that's one thing we can all agree on let's look at the afc west so far gents before we talk about the snow game and we talk about our picks but um Obviously, the Chiefs, I don't want to say run away but at 5 1 because they'll be 5 and 2 by Sunday night. But the Raiders <laughs> sitting 3 and 2, and obviously the Chargers sitting 1 and 4. So the Broncos one game off the Raiders uh, in the, like, look, I'm going to say it now, in the hunt for a possible wild card place. I am not going to publicly state anything stupid right now. I'll just say that two wins in a row. Um, just start with yourself, Duncan. How have you found. Um, the start obviously going into was it like what week seven week week eight it's, it's been messed up for us because the broncos had a week off already so yeah, course, going yeah. in tomorrow yeah just going into week seven today sorry um how have you found the start of the season obviously for the chiefs obviously they've lost one game i actually watched the Chargers game and i was impressed with uh, the grinding out of the results shall we say at the end um there's there's, there's been, it's definitely been an interesting season especially for a super bowl champion um are you surprised if any team, Duncan or Brad? Just start with you, Duncan. What's your thoughts so far? Uh, I, I give us a solid pass so far. I think if you'd asked anyone, um, would you take five and one at this point? We'd have all said yes, considering we've played the you know the Ravens, the Texans, uh, two divisional games, and the Patriots, right? So you've got three playoff teams there and two divisional, divisional games. Um, you're never going to win them all. Uh, I think that it would have been nice to beat the Raiders, but um, I think five and one is um, is wholly acceptable as a record. Uh, I don't think we've hit our stride yet as well, which I don't know. I can't decide in my head if that's a good thing or not. Um, it feels like it feels like we've got another level to go to. Uh, I'm not. I just can't fully decide if it's just a tiny bit concerning that we're six, seven games in now, we've not got to it. Um, I think that the the Raiders game, we, we've all said it, uh, might have just come at the right time, just to kick up the backside that the team needed to know that you don't just walk on to the field and come away with a win. You give any team 40 points in this league and it doesn't matter who your quarterback is, you're going to struggle to come off with a win. So... Um, Solid pass for me so far, uh, but room for improvement. Brad, I would happily take 32 points. Uh, I know you scored 32 against Raiders. I'll take 32 points today against the Chiefs. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Is that all right? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the Raiders game, I mean, it was one of those freak games, wasn't it? Um, the Chiefs had to be playing really badly, and the Raiders had to be playing really good. And, you know, even still, there was, what, a one-score game, eight points, whatever it was, between them. Um, you know, fair play to the Raiders. They came with the game plan. It worked. Um, but like I've said before, you know, a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while, doesn't it? So, you know, they've they've, they've hit lucky this time. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to taking them back to uh, to Vegas um, and just giving them a real good ass-kicking. Um, but that's by the by. We're talking about the Broncos now. But, the, I mean, the AFC West, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it's been an interesting start to the season because 
there was a lot of us, and I know I know Duncan's put a bet on with this as well. Yeah. We, were, we were all saying we're going 16 and no, no problems, nail it down. <laughs> so uh, and Duncan, Duncan actually just went, yeah, I'm putting I'm putting some money on that. I might, I, I might have gone nine, I might have gone the full 19. Uh, <laughs> you got the full 19. Oh, oh man! My God, Duncan. <laughs> uh, it was it was a it was a, a minor. It was speculative, shall we say? It was a minor. Yeah, event. it was it was one of those things. We you know we we had a bit of swagger about us. We were thinking we're unbeatable. You you know, that kind of thing. But Duncan's right. You know, the, the game against the Raiders, they probably did us a favour. And, you know, I, I I never liked talking about the Patriots much. Um, but the uh, the Patriots game where they played the Chiefs in 2014, I think it was, where we, we, we benched Brady, we beat them 41-14. Apparently the dynasty was going to be over with. Uh, the Chiefs have actually ended that, you know, that kind of thing. And it was that kind of game that kind of gave the Patriots that, that much needed kick up the backside. And I think that's what the Raiders game was. Um, it was it was certainly a wake up call. It hurt. It really hurt. And I hope it hurt it hurt the players as well as much as it did for the fans because um it's it's that rocket fuel that we needed. And we saw it against the Bills. You know, the the, the Chiefs looked completely different. I actually said I was actually bored with the game because the Chiefs actually found a running game and I I wasn't used to that. Um, you know, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire obviously threatened by the fact that we've got Le'Veon Bell appearing, and I think he thought, you know what, I need to, um, I need to really make a bit a case of myself here. And um, you know, I, like I said, I thought it was a boring game because I'm so used to seeing Mahomes just pinging left-handed passes or you know dimes down the field, eighty yards. You know, it it just seemed very different. But we've seen. Every game this 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 year so far, we've seen a different side of the Chiefs, and I think that's the thing that gives myself and obviously Duncan that bit of unease because we can do it. We can switch it on whenever we whenever we're feeling it. We can switch it on and we can do it. But now and again, you just get that that little doubt in your mind, and that was the, that was definitely the Raiders game because we did we just did not show up for that game, but yet still scored thirty two points. Uh, well, Duncan and Brad, you're both going to love this one. I'm about to say, Colm, we had this discussion last week. The Broncos against the Titans in week one and the Steelers in week two. They lost by two points in week one. Arguably shouldn't have lost that game because they had timeouts. Mm-hmm. In week two, they had the ball with two minutes to go and completely banjacks the whole thing. We could be sitting four and one going into this game today, yeah. which kills me. But it's been a weird start to the season, Colm. There's been injuries. There's been, well, our coach forgot to time out, Colm, week one. I mean, did they carry over to the next game, or it's just that it's it's like you know you're talking Brad about turning it on. I wish we could turn it on half the time because Colin, it would be nice if somebody over there, a kicker, could score for the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> that that was the this is a Broncos team that that doesn't uh, tend to to score uh, too too many points, um, but that doesn't tend to to give up a huge number of points. Uh, I think even like. And this is where it, it's going to be interesting. This is a real measure of, of where we've come in because last year we really struggled against the, the Chiefs. Uh, we just did not score at all. Um, Kelsey was monumental against us. He just ran all over us. I think he went, was he, I think he was 260 or something like that over the, the two games. Um, it's go- it, it's going to be interesting because we're looking at a snow game and you're looking at a Broncos defense that has a much different look than it has done under uh, Fangio previously. We have begun to blitz a lot more, still remaining very strong against the, the run. And I mean, other than Alexander Johnson missed a tackle against um, Newton last week and Newton went on. He ran uh, most of the length of the the field before they got him out. Outside of that, um, I think it, it, you know, it would have been a a case where uh, again, Derek Henry would have, the Patriots would have been another team who Derek Henry had more running yards um, against, but the run defense is very good. Um, It's going to be interesting there's been a lot of talk about AJ Boye and him missing, but because we've barely seen him and because Bryce Callahan has come in and Michael Luchamudia has um, played really well, the secondary has done, done um, a decent job. 
Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. This is the big test now to uh, you know to see how they can can line up against um, Kelsey. I suppose I'm interested in in the thoughts of of the the two guys to see what what it is that you're expecting um, you know in terms of the the game and how do you expect the Chiefs to approach this one. Do you want to go first, Dunk, or me? Uh, I'll go. Um, I, I wonder if the conditions will dictate that somewhat. Hmm. I think last week, everyone was kind of saying, what's happened to the Chiefs? Have they, you know, have they abandoned the air game? You know, it was, I think it was the most, the most yards on the ground that we've ever had under Andy Reid, something, something like that. Um, and I think that's as much as the conditions as anything else. Um, horrible rain, you know, you're not... You don't want to risk the ball in the air too much. Um, I think we played the conditions as well as anything last week. So I don't necessarily think that that's the yardstick to say that we are now a ground and pound team, even if we have just signed Lev Bell. Um, I think it's more a sign that we are maybe just drifting towards a more balanced approach. Mm-hmm. And perhaps Edwards Hilaire, the our uh, rookie running back um, is maybe he's just added that's something we spoke about missing pieces he's just maybe added that something that the the running back room didn't have before and they've maybe just got that little bit more confidence in him to give him the ball and give him more carries um, but like you said Travis Kelsey has caused you guys all sorts of bother in the past um, Sunday I believe is um, I, I didn't know this existed until this week National Tight Ends Day mm-hmm Real yeah. thing, uh, real thing. Uh, I hope you've all got cards for your mother and everything. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, here they'll all the tight ends will have the mic uh, be mic'd up. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if he's keen to flash as well because he'll get plenty of screen time in the kind of week after that. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's um, he's looking to get his hands on the ball as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the answer is I don't know what. I don't know what specifically the um, you know the, the 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 game will be because I think we've got a more balanced approach now. And I think I think that we can hurt teams, not not just you guys specifically, but I think we can hurt teams in in a number of different ways now. And that's probably what the um, t- to me that's what gives me you know confidence looking through the season that we we, we do have all these weapons now. It's like what I was saying before. It's it, the, the Chiefs seem to have shown the different sides over these last, what, five or six games. Um, and they seemed a bit more adaptable. And we never really had a running game last week, last year. Um, I know we had, um, obviously, Damien Williams, but, um, you know, it, it wasn't the um, the kind of fearsome running backs that we've got now. Um, so the Chiefs have got that. They've, it, again, it's like picking your poison again, isn't it? You know, you hear that phrase quite a bit with this Chiefs team. You know, pick your poison. Are you going to try and stuff the run between you know Edwards Alaire and, and and Bell or are you going to try and take on Tyreek Hill, Kelsey, um, you know, the weapons that we've got there. Obviously Harden's got some speed. Um Robinson seems to have a good connection with Mahomes as well. Um I know we've got Sammy Watkins out, which I think kind of hurts our um air attack a little bit because you know Watkins is uh, is is he's very good off the ball. He's a bit of a menace um and gets himself open quite a bit. So you know it, it'd be interesting to to see what the Chiefs are going to do in this game because, like like Duncan said, we've got the ground game now as well, which um, it, it suits, obviously, the snow conditions. But then you've got a Mahomes who seems to think that everything slows down for him. I mean, I'm sure you've seen that mic'd up where he's like, I think I'm a snow game guy because everything just seems like it's all in slow motion. To him, and obviously his mind, his brain it calculates everything that's going on. If everything's going at slow motion, he's going to find a way to pick pick that apart isn't he um so it, it, I, i'd hate to be a broncos defensive guy at the minute and you know trying to work out are they going to go air are they going to go ground um are they going to go speed are they just going to just keep grinding it out uh, you know your guess is as good as mine and i'd hate to be having that decision right now um colin before you give your take on this lads i actually think this is the week where um do you know what? I, I was an hour ahead prior today, and I have to say, some of the score predictions, lads, I mean, one of them was like, hold on, Alpha. One of them was the Chiefs 38, the column Broncos 17. Now, yeah. you said, Duncan, about tomorrow being National Tight End Day, yeah? 
<laughs> we've got Albert Okawaganam. Never mind, you know, Noah Fan. I think we've got like okay, okay. Obviously, Drew Lock needs to ball out to even stand a chance of this again. I'm not going to start this whole conversation, but I think we've a lot of power in our offense. You got Melvin Gordon, Colum, Philip Lindsay that could. It might have that Chiefs defense going. What's going on here for a second, especially and look, lads, we're talking about snow games. I know we struggled last year, but we had snow games in Denver in a, a few years ago. That that Patriots game, albeit a different team, a year in which we won the Super Bowl, had a completely different agenda i guess but you know we we have that experience we still got brandon mcmanus there column who's gonna hit about well the record's nine isn't it so we, we need nine tomorrow nine threes or 27 so that and one maybe a, a, like an interception or a pick six could get us to 34 i think column this game is gonna be closer than a lot of people think um do you know what frig i'm gonna say the broncos are gonna win but i'll give my score prediction in a second but i think it's gonna be a lot closer i'm talking i'm really putting my head in this now but column do, do, do you agree or do you think it'll be a whitewash or what? Um, no, I, I, as I said, I, I don't think um, too many teams put a beat down on a uh, Vic Fangio team just because defensively um, we're very strong. I think one thing that hasn't been talked about is the fact that Mitchell Schwartz is out. And I think that's actually a huge loss. Um, I was, I think, um, Brad, was was it you who asked me the question earlier in, in the year, who would I take off of the, the, the Chiefs roster? And I <laughs> yeah. said him. And I, I meant that because I think he's, so, this is the first game he's ever missed in the league. The first, he, he walked in to Cleveland, he started 16 games and every single season he's played a full suite of games. I think it, it's going to be unusual for Patrick Mahomes not to have him there. Um, we know sports people are superstitious. We know they like the the same things every week. It's a, it's a comfort blanket. So it, it will be a little bit different, I think, for them. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is, is obviously good enough to overcome that. But I do think it it a lot will come down to how much interior pressure the Broncos can get. Mahomes drops a lot and he he's dropped this year, possibly more than he even did previous. So without Schwartz there, and I, I believe you're potentially missing a guard as well. Um, so there could yeah. be some changes on, uh, on that chief's um, line, which should give the Broncos some hope. Um, Shelby Harris is having a career year and uh, he's playing for a contract. Um, Big Shelby's going to, you know, get, get his hands up there. So um, I, I, I think that it is and and in the snow, I mean, look, we, you don't have to go back that far. You only have to go back to the, the Tim Tebow era for a seven, three game. A seven-three game. Um, I, I, that's not what I'm expecting, but I don't think this is going to be the sort of shootout that you you saw the um, the Chiefs engage in with, say, they have have done with the Patriots or with the Rams or um, others. It, it's going to to be um, you know a, a hard fought battle, whatever way it goes. So I I think look, the reigning Super Bowl champions who um you know don't have the the level of injury that we do um they are certainly favorites and but i i don't i don't see i don't see 38 points being put on this broncos team i think Colin's right there actually the the game is definitely going to come down to the trenches i think um yeah the the, the chiefs all line's been battered up um and we've got allegretti in there who played actually quite well didn't he dunk um against the bills uh, he's at left guard. Um, so, you know, we've, yeah, we've, we've got a bit of a um, a problem there at the minute. And, you know, that kind of problem was exposed a little bit against the Raiders, especially when Assembly went went out and he blew out. He, I mean, who blows out both tendons in one, in one in, you know, one sitting? I mean, that, that's, that's, mad. that's bad luck, isn't it? I mean, that's really bad luck. But um, you know we've 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 got some decent plays in there. Remmers is in there as well, so we I think I'm quite comfortable, especially from what I saw against the Bills. Uh, that the the O line looks okay, it looks decent, and I think it would be able to hold up in the trenches a little bit. But like like you said, you know Mitchell Mitchell Schwartz missing, um, it's almost like a mirror uh, mirror image where you've you guys have got Von Miller out, haven't you? Mm. You know um, it was nice seeing them two having a bit of a battle, you know, a few seasons back, and. Um, you know, I hate seeing injuries like that because you're missing out on these these like power battles that you you really look forward to seeing. You know, is it going to be one on that side? Is it going to be one on this side? Is it going to be you know, offense? Is it going to be defense? And you know, missing out on big players like that from both sides, 
uh, is very difficult. But yeah, the Broncos, the Broncos um, injury list is, yeah, it's it's not been great. And um, you know, they, I think they've done so well. They've, they've done well so far with with the players they've got, and it's only going to be it's only going to benefit them further down the line, especially for these young players that are getting the getting the starts now. Um, you know, moving forward, I think the Broncos are young enough and, you know, they will get that experience. And especially playing against the Chiefs in a snow game, you know, that's going to be, that's 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 just going to be more, you know, um, ammunition for them later on down the line. But I keep going back to Agent Locke. <laughs> Same Agent Locke. Agent Locke's got it in him where he's, where he's kryptonite. He can't beat us. He's not allowed to beat us. <laughs> oh, oh. I tell you what, I tell you what. On that point, Brad, start me then, Duncan. Give us your score prediction then for tomorrow or for today. Uh, I I did a video for us earlier today, and I plucked thirty six out of my head, and then I thought, how do you get to thirty six? And I couldn't work it out. Of my head. <laughs> but then I realised that our our kicker uh, has a scarf in him, so I've got thirty six twenty four Chiefs. He'll miss, an, he'll miss, a, he'll miss an, an extra point or two. I, I don't know how you get to 36, but that's where we're going. No problem. <laughs> 12 field goals. 12 field goals, right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, Brad, Brad, no, Brad, hold on now, Brad. Be, be honest here, yeah? It, you're, you're not going to offend us, so go for it. Score prediction. Um, 28-14 seems to come out of our mind here, but I think what's going to happen is you guys will give us a bit of a scare again. Mm-hmm. I think uh, you guys will race off to a 14-zip lead. And then, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's that kind of game with the I snow. Game. The it's, a crazy, it's a crazy kind of situation. But, you know, if, um, if you guys manage to, you know, get the ball first and you put some points on the board first, especially with the conditions, um, I can see that starting off as, you know, the Chiefs having a bit of a rocky start. But, um you know, as soon as Mahomes gets his eye in and uh, this offense is clicking again, um, and I think the running game is going to be quite key in this. Um, it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be long balls all the time like like you see quite often from the Chiefs. I think it's going to be the run game again, and uh, it's going to be the one-two punch with with Bell and, and Edwards Allaire. Colm, give me some optimism, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> I. I I already I in our when we did the season preview I said that we win at Arrowhead this year and I yeah. still maintain that happens. Um, I I don't think I I think the Chiefs win um, today's matchup, uh, but I, I think that the complacency will see them lose at, at Arrowhead later in the year because Drew Locke is going to want to to prove a point. I I think it probably is. 20 28 21 um i i think that the with the the broncos won't have the the drops that they had last week but the chiefs have added um Le'Veon bell you would expect you know that he will want to to show what he can do um and i think that um you know in in the snow Maho, like once it's in a player's head right that they play particularly well in certain conditions. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. Um, it's like when Tiger Woods went into um, a Sunday, like pre- prior to everything happening, right? As, when, when Tiger went in, he genuinely believed if he was in contention on Sunday, that was it. And Maho- it's in Mahomes's head that he plays brilliantly in the snow. Um, so uh, I would expect that they they squeak squeak it out. Um, but I think the Broncos will learn a lot from this, uh, and I think that the it will it you know the young players will uh, will come on a lot. If you want to take you know some optimism eventually it's due and you know the it it has to happen i mean if you go back you look at say it happened with the it's happened with the broncos in the past where they've gone into the games against the chiefs and and kind of been on long winning runs and everyone expected it to win divisional matchups you want to give your uh, opponent um you know um 
a bloody nose. So uh, I just I just think they will have too much. There's too many um, players still just finding their way back from from injury, and with with Drew Lock just back, I think um, the Chiefs will have enough given they're such a formidable outfit to to win it. Uh, I'm glad you see me to the end. I think we could potentially call them. Do, do you ever talk about Tottenham? Do you ever happen to Tottenham on West Ham? 2004, 2005, the food poisoning incident on the last day of the season, and they couldn't play. I'm only messing. Um, <laughs> something along those lines. I know we can't get into the hotel with COVID and stuff. Look, let, let me be quite frank. I mean, on paper, the Chiefs should win by about 30 points. Again, infamous quote: "The game is not played on paper." So, why not? Why can't the Broncos go out and beat the Chiefs today? Why not? Like, you know, the Chiefs. Yeah, they've got a formidable quarterback who's going to be the quarterback for the next eight to 10 years at the very, very least and ruin our lives as a group for the next eight to 10 years. But I know eventually we will have a quarterback or a team as good as that in that period. And they will have to lose in Denver and in Arrowhead to the Broncos at some point. Why can't it be today? I mean, the Broncos have got guys like Shelby Harris and Justin Simmons that are playing not for contracts, but for careers that they want to earn big money. And Shelby Harris has been incredible for the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, like there's been there's so many players that are under the radar in Denver. Jeremiah Tatsu is playing great. I just think, lads, there's a chance. I, if Drew Lock can go out and even give it a go in the sense where he doesn't throw any picks and can convert a number of third downs, which didn't happen last week. He was throwing the ball far too far or not getting it off to guys like Judy or Fant enough. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. I have the Broncos, and, and I'm, I'm going to regret saying this, I know, but I have the Broncos winning 21-18 in the snow. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell will not have a good game. First game back with the well, first game with the Chiefs. I think Gordon and Lindsay are going to run it. I really do. I think Locke will just hand the ball off a lot. Uh, but I'm sure the Chiefs will be, will be ready for that. But Colin, 21-18. 21-18. I I would love if that's the case. I think if we if if you can if you can hold the Chiefs under twenty, uh, yeah, you're well, you're you're in with a phenomenal chance if if you can make that happen. I I hope you're right. And uh, even money column minus seven and a half. The Chiefs lads even money minus seven and a half the spread. So I don't know if you guys want to. We're, we're we're not sponsored by betting shows, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 21 18. I call it Chiefs win, but I think I agree that it's not, it's, this isn't a gimme. No, no. Chiefs, and not by any, any stretch of the imagination. If we don't play well, we're not going to win this game. And I tell you, if, you, if, you if you don't win, Duncan, it blow, I, I don't want to say it blows the West Open, but in terms of the divisional matchups, in terms of the record there, it does make it interesting in that sense for, for other teams. So maybe there could be a lovely divisional game and an empty arrowhead in January, Colin. Maybe we, we, we could sneak over the border. And, remember, and if we don't play well, we put up 32 points. So just bear that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> against the Raiders. <laughs> well, look, I mean, I think we can all agree. We, we all hate the Raiders here, but I'll say this, lads. Like, the, the content going out from arrowheads abroad, even if you're a Broncos fan, give them a follow because I think we've got the, the best, we've got the best division in football. We've got the best... Uh, fan groups in football at the minute in, in, in our division definitely Duncan, Brad we massively appreciate you coming on today lads I hope you don't have a good night tonight but sure look at the end of the day you're you're loving life you've got your Super Bowl jersey on there Brad I think you got the same one on as well Duncan so uh, I'm just crying too much right now already, lads. here lads um, hope you enjoy the game Like hap- happily we'll do this again for the game in December where, where Colin thinks we're going to win so uh, I don't know Guys, it's, it's it's a pleasure. Enjoy the game, even though Sky don't think we're important enough to actually show. So, it's okay. Game Pass is on there. At least I'll be able to use my Game Pass this year. <laughs> well, yeah. the, I, I, I think, lads, the, the New England Patriots could go out with nobody on the field and Sky would still show the game. So they would. It, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Duncan, Brad and Colin, lads, thanks a million and uh, enjoy the game today. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much. Thanks.